You are listening to the Dabble Co. Podcast. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Claire O'Brien. In healthcare, we have so many questions about what's trending versus what's actually the truth. So on this show, we're going to get to the bottom of it. It's health, it's wellness, it's beauty, explained by the people who actually know what they're talking about. Welcome back to the Dabble Co. podcast. I am really pumped today. I've got my real life friend, but also really, truly badass um, woman in medicine. That's Lauren Manneker. She is a registered dietitian, and we're going to talk about what that means today. She's a certified lactation counselor. She's written a book and then multiple ebooks. Um, she freelance writes all the time for um, outlets like Pop Sugar, Very Well Health. She is the nutrition advisor for a company that you've hopefully heard of on here before called Natalist. Um, she specializes in women's health, particularly fertility, lactation, that kind of thing. Um, and Lauren, welcome. I'm really, I really am so excited to have you because we've been talking about doing this for a long time. And yeah, just, I think over you know, a year. So I'm, I'm yeah. psyched. Thanks for having yeah. me. How are you mentally, I'm physically? Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, you yeah. know, between everything else, my daughter woke me up at five in the morning. So cool. Cool. Just cause. Yes. How are you? Um, yeah, good. You know, it's been a funky week, obviously for everybody kind of want to acknowledge that it's January. What's today? Today is January 8th. Yeah. Um, and so this we will come out a week. One yeah. Week. It's, we've had eight days. We had six days, really five. And then in 21 and, um, mm-hmm. we were hopeful and then and things took a turn. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we can't even say 2021 will be better because here we are, but we are just doing what we can do. I know. I am hopeful though. I really am. I, I've got a ton of hope for this year. I think, um, I do think things are looking up. My husband's been fully vaccinated. I've had my first dose of the vaccine. So I'm like, okay, maybe real life is around the corner, but anyway, have you, you know, you can get it now. Did you know that? No. Yeah. I'll send you a link. You can totally get it because you're a community healthcare provider. So oh, cool. Yeah, I'll send you a link. Um, Okay, let's start with literally just the basics for people. And by people, I mean myself, because I literally asked you this question the other day. And I was embarrassed because I I was like, I should know this. And I don't know. I would have known, you know, they don't teach this. I don't know, because I feel like I should know things. But okay, what, tell me kind of the different levels. What, first, what's the difference between a registered dietitian and then just nutritionists and then kind of will you talk about the nuances of education and training and certification just tell us how, how did you get to be a registered dietitian and what does that mean sure and i don't want anyone to misinterpret this as me knocking nutritionists because nutritionists right. certainly have their place in the world too absolutely but there is a difference between the two and registered dietitians are medical providers it's right you know, part of the healthcare team, services are reimbursable through insurance. insurance. Yeah. It's part of the healthcare process. Um, we practice medical nutrition therapy. Um, so just to start with the requirements to become a registered dietitian, all registered dietitians have to have a um, bachelor's degree with um, prerequisites. So really I took um, mostly pre-med classes. So I took uh-huh. organic chemistry and 
biochemistry and all those super fun classes with the medical students. But then um, instead of applying to medical school and going to medical school, I applied to an internship. So same like medical school, you get matched, you do your top three, they do their three and uh -huh. you find out where you're going. Um, so I got accepted to a program that is a combined internship in a hospital and master's degree. So I spent two years um, training in the hospital. So really seeing disease states mm -hmm. and learning how the body works, observing surgeries. I mean, literally seeing the anatomy yeah, of the blood and what you're eating and where it goes and where nutrients are absorbed and what happens if you're, you know, cutting part of the gut out, what that means for absorption. Um, and then once that's completed, we have to take a national exam. Mm -hmm. And then you have to recertify, not recertify, but you have to um, get continu continuing education credits every five years. You have to take an mm -hmm. ethics course every five years. And you have to um, stand by what the accreditation board stands for in terms of ethics. And if we don't, yeah. we can lose our ability to work. So we have people watching over us, which I think is one of the biggest things is that we're held accountable for what we do. If we really go off the grid, off the grid yeah. I can't work anymore. I could lose my license and I can't work. So to me, I think that's one of the biggest things is I'm held accountable, not just by myself and my own inner standards. Ethics, right. Right. But, but an actual credentialing body that exactly. says, okay, yeah. Lauren has taken a left turn and it's time for her to not be a dietitian exactly. anymore. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't even realize you, you guys spent that much time in the hospital, although I should know that I can't, it's so interesting. There's so many people like you should know on these teams, but it's true. Like there, when you've got a patient in the hospital, I think it's, it's important for people to realize this, this too. Like if you've got a really sick patient in the hospital. So I worked med surge, which is like everything of everything, especially at the VA you might have a, a surgery patient and you know, if they've got a lot of stuff going on, the physician is not even the one really, I mean, they're, they're the ones kind of, they're the captain, right? Usually like captaining the ship and, but there's a lot of people making the parts actually move. So, you know, you've got respiratory therapists, you've got physical therapist, you know, PT, OT, dietitians are the ones who are literally saying this person needs X amount of calories. They need X amount of grams of protein, you know, fiber, sugars, all, all of the things, because if, if that stuff is not prescribed properly, it can put the patient in a position where they don't heal from their surgery or they don't recover properly from their surgery. But then even with that, you've got speech therapists that are saying, here's the level of swallowing that they can achieve so like you guys probably have to work closely with speech to to figure out not only what should the person be eating but what physically can they eat and swallow right. versus peg tubes and tpn and we could get into all that gosh yeah it's, it's, and it's a lot have interactions too that a lot of people don't even think of when they're prescribing diets or supplements you know we're very aware of how certain supplements can interact negatively with a medication and how much harm it could do to your kidneys or right what have you i mean we, we've seen the worst of the worst so we're aware of what how things can go south mm -hmm. just by a simple nutrient tweak 
Ooh, let's talk about supplements real quick. Now that you've okay. said it. Um, uh-huh. Oh, first of all, Thorne, if you're listening, um, Lauren and I would still like to take a tour of the facilities once um, we're allowed with the Rona. Okay. Thanks. Um, anyway, so, Man. so we're both big fans of this company supplement company called Thorne, but let, okay. Let's talk about supplements and, First, let's talk about what can go right. What, what are your, what are some supplements that you recommend in what setting? Like you don't just blanket recommend a a supplement for everybody, I'm sure. So like, what do you, what are some of your supplements that you might typically recommend for women? So I work a lot with women that are younger than I am. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are in that age of possibly ready to start a family or trying to start a family. So Uh prenatal vitamins are always on the list. That's just a standard of care. But even with that, you know, I get so many DMs on Instagram. What's the best prenatal vitamin? I can't just answer that. I need to know what your story is and what you're doing. So um, that's one is a general prenatal vitamin, but the specific one depends on the person. Um, Probiotics tend to be one that I feel like people benefit from because we're not eating as many fermented foods as we need to. And that's something that I think we could all benefit from. And then especially now with the weather changing and lovely coronavirus being here, um, vitamin D is one that I don't really see any downside in taking if you're taking, if you're not negative. A normal amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I generally say 2000 IUs is pretty safe. That's what I take. Yeah. So that's kind of a standard that I recommend. And then for women too, I think we forget about our bone health because it's not that exciting. It's not that. I was going to say calcium. What do you say about calcium? I I think a lot of people are not taking the recommended amount of calcium that they need, especially with a lot of us going dairy free. Right. Yeah. Alternatives aren't always supplemented with the calcium that the dairy has. It's the type of thing that once you're having the bone problems, it's a little late to now start right. worrying about the bone health. You need to start taking It's care hard of to it. rebuild. Yeah, exactly. So it's calcium. And it's interesting too, like really quick while we're on calcium and vitamin D, if you are vitamin D deficient, you're not going to absorb your calcium properly. Right. So, so there are probably a lot of women taking... It, say what? Say that again. I'm sorry. I totally interrupted. Just the calcium we have to think about. I think right. calcium is kind of the darling of the bone world, if there is such yeah. a thing. But we need to think about the other nutrients that play a role. So vitamin D, like uh-huh. you said, magnesium is a big one that people don't really think about. And vitamin C is another one that's very important for bone health that people don't realize. It's the whole collagen story. Yeah. Um, so really, whatever age you are, it's probably a good time to start thinking about your bones. And I know it's not that exciting because you don't see the immediate results, but it's very important. But I'm not trying to break a hip when I'm like 55, you know? No, gosh, no. You don't want to be no. like that old Punchy. You know? I know. Yeah. No. So, um, you said collagen too. I mean, what a buzzword. So I'm sure you have thoughts on collagen supplement, but... And I admittedly, gosh, this is so funny. I'm like, I know better, but I still take, I take collagen, but I probably, I probably should just take, I don't know, zinc and vitamin C. Cause there are all these sub nutrients that go into making your collagen be- be- right before where it's like, well, if you're taking collagen, great. But if I'm vitamin C deficient, then it, which, I mean, I would, 
almost no one's vitamin C deficient anymore, right? Yeah, I, and you eat a balanced diet too that I would imagine you're not. You don't really I try nutrient deficiencies. Yeah. My thing with collagen, I'm fine with it. I think especially if you're pregnant or you're breastfeeding and healing yeah. from having a baby, I think that there can be some benefit to it. I'm getting frustrated with these like collagen snacks and collagen <laughs> things where there's like collagen popcorn in there. I mean, you need to eat a certain amount to have an effect, you know? Yes. So it's yes. turning into a marketing ploy more than a beneficial Even supplement. A supplement. I literally saw a collagen popcorn at Whole Foods the other day. I took a picture. Now I can't find it, of course. And I was like, you know what? Enough is enough. Like, stop the madness. Like, it, it's stop the madness. I'm telling you. I was just telling you before we got on here how many shipments of food I get because I write for all of these outlets mm -hmm. and they want the press. You know, I write for Pop Sugar and eat this, not yeah. that. But I got nine boxes yesterday of snacks and just food, like just all Gosh. this stuff. And half of it is like maca in this and mm. just all these different additives. And I'm like, can we just eat food? And eat the, the majority food, yeah. of them have like a little drop of all of these really cool, buzzy right. right. That's not going to do anything for you. Like if you're going to take something, if, if you want the benefit of collagen, take the, at least take the appropriate dose. Right. And, and yeah. there is collagen. like, listen, I, I know there collagen is not ma magical collagen and C CBD. I feel like are kind of in this land where they're so, yes, there is some benefit, but people have like taken it and run with it. And now it's like this magical unicorn fairy dust. Yeah. And it like, okay, let's focus on what we actually know there are benefits for like in orthopedic land. I think there's some data on joint pain, like, yeah. you know, maybe it improves joint pain a little bit, you know, skin, hair, and nails, you know, there's maybe some data on skin, maybe, but like, was it industry funded? Probably, you know, it's a little bit dicey. Is it going to hurt you? Very unlikely, right? But is it expensive? Yeah, it, it actually is quite expensive. So I don't know. It's, it, it's, I take it, you know, like a dum-dum, but, I, but I tell people, anybody that asks me, you know, if they should take it, I'm like, what do you want to take it for? Okay. It's my skin. I heard it's good for your skin. Great. Okay. Do, are you using SPF vitamin C and retinol every day? Are you on a good skincare regimen? Cause if you're not, then certainly don't bother with freaking collagen. Like, no, 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 no. And I can say I am successfully on like a 19 step regimen. So I feel like, sure. Why not throw one more thing in the mix? Um, yeah. and I have joint pain. I have an autoimmune thing. So like have some, you know, joint pain that I shouldn't have as a 35 year old. So if it, if it helps with that, fine, you know, great. I'm willing to, I put it in my coffee and with my Benefiber and I move on. Yeah. <laughs> You're like my mother. <laughs> I know, right? I'm actually make a potion. I have like a big, um, locking like glass canister that looks cuter than the two, you know, the Benefiber container. And so when I get it from my Costco, I get Benefiber and and the vital proteins and I mix them together. And then, so it is two, two scoops every morning of mine. How fancy, how fancy. <laughs> I know. Well, like what your, first of all, the 19 step skin regimen, thanks to you. I'm, I'm <laughs> I have my You're chart welcome. that you gave me, so I don't forget all my steps every morning and every night. So there you go. With that. But just like with food, you, may, you can't out-supplement a bad diet. So what you're saying is you can't out-supplement a bad skin I regimen. I love that. So you I love that. You can't take collagen and eat crap all day 
and it's going to cancel it out. That's not how it works. You have to be hydrated. You have to sleep. You have to eat your vitamin C foods. I'm literally writing that down. You can't out, I'm typing it as y'all can probably hear. You can't out supplement a bad diet. Lauren regimen. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You can't skirt the, the, the process, you know, there's, there's very little cheating to be done. Um, so let's talk about your, I, I was going to ask you with the supplements and prenatals kind of that segues into how you started working with natalist. Um, so natalist is a, a company that, um, was founded by a woman in Charleston. Who's a friend of ours, Hallie Teco. And, um, really this company is, gosh, it's, it's a community. It's a company. It's kind of a, a movement, if you will, shedding light on the, just the world of, trying to conceive, trying to get pregnant, you know, what does that look like? Fam all families are different and those steps are different and the process is different. Um, anyway, they just came out with their own, um, prenatal. It, it's not even a vitamin. It's a, it's really a prenatal pack, you know, of, mm -hmm. of all the things that you need and you've been hugely instrumental. Um, so how, tell us about kind of how, why are you there? The perfect for them basically, because you are. <laughs> well, I got hooked up with them, I believe because of you. I think you were the initial connection. I think you told Hallie about me. Yeah. I found you on Instagram. Yeah. And then I think it just kind of snowballed and I saw mm -hmm. her and I'm like, we, you're in Charleston. I'm in Charleston. We just have to work together somehow. And she was like, great, <laughs> let's do it. And but it they're, they're picky. So obviously you fit the bill, you know, yeah, I mean, you. thank you. So, um, I started consulting with them a little bit. I kind of forget. Oh, I started helping with writing website copy. Yeah. Break down the data because what they do, which I love, is they don't just make claims. They show the data and you can right. actually click on data to read what they're talking about instead of like collagen will heal your wrinkles. Everything. You know, mm -hmm. Really breaking it down for you. So I helped with that because I'm like a total nerd when it comes to research. And then um, she wanted to create a prenatal vitamin and then a supplement for men. And she basically said, run with it. What do you, what would you do? And I came up with something and she's like, all right, that would be like nine pills and $120 a day. <laughs> so we have to <laughs> tone it down a little bit. Tone so it down. Back and forth for, I can't even tell you how long. And um, just really picking out the priorities and what I've seen in um, people I've spoken to with what they're really deficient in. Like we really don't have to supplement like panathenic acid like there's not a huge epidemic of panathenic acid deficiency what the hell is that lauren no one knows what that is including myself yeah, and it's fine they don't really <laughs> even need to right but there are other nutrients that we are missing out on that a lot of prenatals weren't supplementing so okay. um we just tried to play with that but also make it appealing to take so we didn't want the nine pills a day yeah nine pills a day so you know we that's where we came into the whole priority thing. We made it vegan friendly because a lot of people are following a vegan lifestyle now. Yep. We made them into these little packets so you could just, you know, grab and go. You don't have to keep track of what bottle I took, what pill I took. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was, it was, it was fun. It was interesting just to see the behind the scenes and like mm -hmm. the science behind like what nutrient can go with which nutrient in the pill and then mm -hmm. some have to be solid. And so that was, challenging to work with, but also necessary.
So if you've been following Dabble Co. and me for any length of time, you know that I'm super careful with anybody that I endorse or any partnership or brand here. So the goal is always to share evidence-based medicine and things backed by actual science with our audience and our followers. So I was thrilled when BetterHelp approached me to do a partnership with them. So thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is an online platform that connects you to counseling in an incredibly convenient and affordable way, which I think are the two biggest barriers to counseling, access and affordability. So I was actually really surprised when I looked up their rates for counseling. They were a third of what I feel like I've ever heard and what I've personally paid. Um, It solves both of the problems with literally the click of a button on the internet. So I have personally seen the benefits of counseling. I know firsthand how important it is, and I know it plays a crucial role in mental health. So check them out, and they will know that I sent you, and you'll get 10% off your first month of counseling if you head to betterhelp.com slash dabbleco. Um, So it's super easy, betterhelp.com slash dabbleco. Thanks, guys. And you guys, you made a male prenatal, which... So you, I mean, Lauren, you know, wrote the book literally on male fertility, um, called fueling male fertility. But so, I, I mean, I had no idea, obviously with infertility, it can be kind of on either end, you know, it can be on the, the, the male end or the woman's end, but I, I just, you don't really ever hear anyone talking about issues with male fertility. You never hear that. Yeah. I, my husband and I tried for my daughter for five years and he was never brought into the conversation. He had one analysis, but you know, wow. five years in five years, he was good to go. And then it was all on my shoulders and right. looking back, it would have been nice for him to be brought into the conversation a little more, mm-hmm. you know, no one's perfect and maybe it wouldn't have helped, but maybe it would have helped for him to make some changes too, while I'm like standing on my head, getting these like crazy massages on my hand that I'm paying through. Oh gosh, yeah. acupuncture and every, I mean, I'm sure yeah, everything. Crazy. So, um, you know, that, that was part of my experience with my fertility journey. And then, I don't know, it was like one day he pissed me off and I'm like, this all started because I'm the one that had to work through having the baby and then I carried the baby and then I breastfed the baby. I'm like a hate man. So that kind of like spurred my whole, I'm taking away every man's bacon. I'm writing this book, but, um, hate men and I hate you. (laughs) And I'm writing a book about bacon. (laughs) So, and when I started my practice, okay. Rewinding to when I, started my own business about two and a half years ago, I felt like there weren't a lot of resources, reliable resources in South Carolina focused on women's health and fertility. I think there are a lot of places you could go, but not a lot were really evidence-based. It was a lot of nice to meet you. Here's a bunch of supplements, pay me a million dollars, have a nice day. I wanted to really talk about food and exercise and blah, 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 blah. Speaking to the women, they were all about it, trying to bring the men into the conversation, and they had absolutely no interest in talking to me. So I decided maybe they would read something. They don't have to see me. Mm -hmm. They don't have to talk to me. They could just read something. So I dug through the data and just really wanted to have a handout to give the men, Mm -hmm. you know, through their partner. And after digging through the data, I realized there was enough data to write a book. I'm like, this isn't a handout. This is a book. So it wasn't set out to be a book, but there was just enough 
the right one. And at the end, I made a cheat sheet because I know some guys are just going to want like, all right, tell me what to yeah. do. So it's like, you know, low sperm count. Here are eight things you could do. Motility issues. Here are eight things you could do. And I'm like, pick yeah. two, master those and move on to the next. So that's a long answer to your question. Since I already dug into the data, we partnered with a urologist who focuses on male fertility in California. And he and mm -hmm. I went back and forth digging through the data on which supplements mm -hmm. actually show benefit for men versus which ones are just kind of hocus pocus, but don't really it, do it. Are there any other prenatals for men? I mean, I've never seen one. I didn't even know that that existed. Yeah, there are quite a few, but a lot of them in my opinion, are very good at marketing, mm, mm -hmm. but the quantities aren't there. And, yeah. you know, I, I think a lot of people just see, oh, male fertility, I'll take it, but they don't really know what they're even supposed to be looking for. Like for women, you know, you need folic acid and folate, you need vitamin D. DHA. Like they're big, yeah, you yeah. know, there are big nutrients we know about, but for men, they're like, I don't know, this looks cool and they'll take it. Not knocking men in that regard, I, they, no one knows because no one's educating them. Yeah. Um, so we really dug into the data and there's a lot of data really digging into a lot of the supplements and saying, I think they evaluated, I want to say 30 male supplements mm -hmm. and 22% of them actually have good data. Met, met the standards? Yeah. Wow. So, okay. So it's still talking about supplements. What are some things that can go wrong with supplements? Cause I feel like that is people just, it, it, okay. So supplements, let's just say this too. People need to understand this. Supplements are not FDA regulated. And I posted about this a few weeks ago. Now I can't remember the name of this, the specific name of the law, but there's like some law that basically says if there's an, if there's like enough, there's kind of a loophole and right. Or it's like, if it's likely enough that it won't cause harm at certain doses and like there's this big loophole through the FDA where, so where basically the whole entire supplement industry is not, is totally unregulated. So that's why oh. providers get so, you know, kind of uptight about it. It's not because we're all like anti-supplement. I mean, I take a supplement, my husband's taking like five right now during COVID. I mean, literally. So, you know, there's great, 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 great data on specific supplements for specific conditions. Um, but where we get nervous is knowing it's none of it is none of it is FDA regulated, even the best of the best supplements that we love, unless it is a prescription drug, like say a prescription level of calcium or vitamin D, none of it's FDA regulated. And so that means basically it, it, anything can be in there, you know, any filler it can be made with you, you, they don't even have to put the amount that they say is in there. I, I mean, it's, when you say the wild west, I'm sure that sounds like super dramatic to some people, but like, no, really, we, I mean, it can be anything. They're not regulated. So I say that because I feel like people, you know, we're really in this kind of social media society where everybody's selling something one two, you know, you can call yourself an expert on anything and supplements seem so safe because a lot of them are, you know, natural or maybe organic or whatever marketing term we want to use. But so that's why I'm like, let's talk about some of the things that can go wrong with just your supplement that you got literally at, you know, GNC or the, or Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or wherever you are getting your supplements. Sure. Well, I think the extreme case is you could put too much pressure on your kidneys 
mm-hmm. to get rid of the excess. I mean, if you're mega dosing, you're taking mega dosing is taking more nutrients than your body really needs over mm-hmm. time. Your body needs to get rid of the excess and it uses your kidneys for that mm-hmm. process. And I've seen this in the hospital where you can overwork your kidneys to the point that you go into kidney failure. And that mm-hmm. also sounds very extreme and alarmist, but I've seen it firsthand mm-hmm. just by taking like these fistfuls of vitamins that again, someone at GNC told them to take, the physician wasn't aware, they may right. have had other issues going on in their body and they really got into trouble with it. Um, so that's the extreme case. Um, some other things that can happen is if you're taking certain medications, mm-hmm. supplements, natural supplements, herbal supplements can interact. They interact, yeah. yeah. And sometimes really not in a good way. And your medication cannot work the way that you think it will, and you could run into some trouble that way. So those are two main things that come into mind. Another one, which is just unfortunate, is you're paying your money for nutrients yeah, that right. you're getting every day, and it's not there, or it yeah. was there, and then they cooked it to a point where it's not active. So it's there, but it's not doing anything, and you're just wasting your money. Mm. So that's a bummer. Yeah, it's, it's kind of too extreme. You know, at, at minimum, you may be paying for something that you simply just don't need, you know, and nobody should be doing that. And then, you know, the dramatic end of it is you know, full, full on kidney failure. But I think drug-drug interactions are huge and people don't realize that. And it, it's not even, it's not just that it can make your medicine ineffective. You know, certain supplements can make certain drugs more potent. Um, you know, so just depending on what you're taking and why, you know, let's say it's your, like an anti-anxiety drug or something that you're taking, you're taking 10 milligrams and all of a sudden you, you start supplementing with, I'm trying to speak intelligent here and remember which ones make SSRIs more potent, but let's say ginkgo biloba for shits and giggles. Okay. (laughs) Don't at me, but, and that may make it, you know, stay in your bloodstream for 12 hours longer than it should. And then you're not excreting it at the proper dose. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're ta- it's building and building in your bloodstream and you're on 50 milligrams and you're having these crazy side effects that you never would have had. And you don't tell your doctor that you're taking the ginkgo biloba and you go and you, you know, they start, start switching your medication around. And I mean, so it, it really, if you think about the cascade that they can cause, the moral of that story one is please don't be afraid to tell your provider I think people are genuinely afraid to like tell their doctor, you know, if they're taking supplements or what they're taking. And to that effect though, I also think there are a lot of providers myself previously included truly that would look at supplements and, and literally because we don't really understand them as much because they're not drugs. So we're not taught about them as much. Mm -hmm. And you just almost kind of ignore it. You're like, "All all right, you're taking four supplements. Like I don't even know what to do with that. But, but it's important to, to at least, have someone that knows that if you do then start having issues and we can really look at the whole list and say, okay, well, you can't take this with this. You know, this, this is what's causing the problem. You've got to quit taking this supplement. Right. Um, But there are so many supplements that are studied and shown to be effective for certain conditions. Um, and, and good providers, you know, know that I'm thinking about things like, you know, migraines, like there are, you know, magnesium and cookie 12 and B2. And anyway, so all that to say supplements are not the devil, but we just need to be, we just need to be careful. 
I think you just need to treat them like you would a medication. You know, it's something that you're putting into your body. Mm-hmm. Even if it's saying it's natural, it, like you said before, it could be very potent and just double check that it's okay with your provider and that's it. You know, just yeah. don't blindly take things because some influencer gave you a 10% off code and swears that it'll like make your boobs grow two sizes. You know, I mean, you have to mm-hmm. really take it seriously. And then one other thing that I see a lot with supplements, I really don't know if this has anything to do with what we were talking about, but I just thought about it. Is <laughs> whatever. Yeah, things like, um, let's use a certain strain of probiotics, for example. Like you okay. want to take probiotics for immune support because okay. you're 70% of your immune systems in your gut and you want to support it. You take the probiotics. Life is good. We get into that whole thing, but let's not. You, just like a drug, if your doctor prescribes a drug, drug to you and says, take this every morning before you eat your food, you have to take it every day. You can't skip three doses because you forgot and take another dose because you'll get yourself into trouble. Mm-hmm. Things like probiotics, you can't just take them when you remember them. If you're going to commit to it, commit. Because what you're trying to do is build up that colonization in your gut. You're trying to basically like have them set up real estate in your gut, mm-hmm. live there, set up shop, kick out the bad bacteria. But if you take it once and then you take it once next week, it's not going to be as effective as if you're taking it every day. So I oh, see a lot of people yeah. saying like, oh, I take whatever, but I forget. So I take it twice a week. It's good enough. It's kind of not good enough. It's just don't take it at all. Take it or don't take it. But taking totally. it twice a week isn't really doing anything for you. Maybe it's doing a little bit for you, but you're, in my opinion, if you're going to be taking a supplement, commit. Commit yeah. to it it otherwise i feel like you're wasting your money what how do you feel about um just like a multivitamin i think it depends on the person too uh-huh. i think for people like you and me i know how you eat and i know how i eat i don't think we need it i think mm-hmm. we're eating enough of the important yeah. nutrients i think there are some specific ones that most women are deficient in that aren't in a multivitamin i mean we're not deficient in Let's go back to that pentatonic acid because to me it's like such a random one. What is that? <laughs> don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. I won't. If you tell me not to, I will not. But even, I mean, you're eating, you have a glass of orange juice a day and then like a piece of fruit in the afternoon. You're good with your vitamin C. You don't need yeah. to get it in the multivitamin too. Um, and there so- are some really expensive multivitamin. The marketing with multivitamins lately has been wild like they're you know they're like care i'm thinking about care of where it's got your name on it and you fill out this thing and it they send you the box and it's your special thing and you keep it on your bedside table and you know okay that's fine like but you're probably at the end of the day just taking a multivitamin that and now you've paid for a really expensive one that and for the record i get my vitamins either from costco it just depends on what it is either costco or thorn because i either want it to be cheap or super high quality and there's like you know i don't know how you feel about that are you like covering your ears depends on the nutrient too like some of them i mean to me vitamin d if you're getting mm-hmm. it in the d3 form mm-hmm. costco brand to me is just as fine as the like 50 dollar bottle and there are other nutrients that the quality does matter, 
But mm-hmm. back to the like personalized vitamins again, because mm-hmm. I work in press and media, I get pitched all the time. I'm sure. These supplements, they want me to give them press. And, you know, I'll take these quizzes just for fun. They don't realize I'm a registered dietitian. So I'm taking these quizzes mm-hmm. about what they would recommend for me. And I get this nine supplement regimen, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I write them back and I say, then I say, you know, I took this as with a registered dietitian in mind. I said, I would never recommend this to anyone. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't give it press. And they ask why. And I'm like, you know, you're recommending a supplement of say selenium mm-hmm. of your brand, right? So of course I have to take your brand of selenium, but you can also recommend that I eat a Brazil nut every day to get the exact same amount of selenium. You know, <laughs> the solution to all of my nutrition huh. problems is your supplement. And I just find that hard to believe when there's no recommendation of maybe eat a piece of fish twice a week to get your DHA instead of taking our supplement. Like you can fill nutrition gaps with food. You don't have to just depend on the supplement. And my beef with these personalized supplement companies is just an algorithm. You know, it's not personalized. It's you're clicking the thing. Do do they even ask you about diet in there? Like what are they, what are they asking you? Yeah. So they'll say like, do you eat fish and seafood? Not always. Okay. So take a supplement or you should start to eat more fish and seafood can be another solution. So, and then what I found with some of them is, you know, they're addressing a solution of like, I don't sleep well. And then they're addressing Mm -hmm. a solution of, or an issue of I get stressed, but they're Mm -hmm. not taking into account that like this one supplement they already gave me 2000, I use a vitamin D. Mm -hmm. Then the second supplement they're giving me 2000, I use a vitamin D. So big picture, I'm getting way more than I need to, but, most people don't realize that. Mm. So I'm kind of going on a bunny trail here with the personalized, but I'm, I, I don't buy into it. I don't think it can replace a human looking at your diet and your lifestyle and your needs and your budget and deciding what you need for yourself. No, and even vitamin D, it's interesting. You know, it's real, it's hard to, to do this, but we would see it. I have, again, I've seen it firsthand. Like if you don't tell your provider, I, I can think of multiple patients. So I used to work and for almost 10 years did thyroid surgery with the two different groups. And so we'd see parathyroid issues. And if you don't tell your provider how much vitamin D you're taking, and maybe if you don't know, then you get such a vitamin D calcium issue where your calcium is sky high. And then you have to have surgery because you've met permanently messed up part of your hormone system and you have to have these glands removed because you never told anybody you were taking 10,000 IUs of vitamin D a day, every day, because you just took whatever somebody recommend. And if more is more, you know, then yeah. more is better. And that's not always true. So even the really benign ones like vitamin D, you can, you can jack yourself up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think the bottom line to this whole story is you need to take supplements as seriously as you would a medication and just speak with someone and just double check that it's everything's, everything's kosher. Are there, um, speaking of the, um, meat and fish thing too, I mean the fish and selenium. So do you feel like you're seeing more and more plant-based like type of consults or, or issues where you have any kind of broad, like, Hey, if you're going plant-based, cause that is kind of tough to, to figure out, to navigate. Cause I, I went vegan for a brief moment in time. Um, and, and I try to eat, you know, less animal products and, and more plants is kind of my goal always, but 
the nutrition piece of that is a little bit tricky to understand. Do you have any just kind of general advice for people looking to go more plant-based about protein or specific nutrients they might need to kind of focus on? Yeah, and absolutely. I'm not finding that protein is a big challenge for mm. people that are going mm -hmm. vegan to get in. I think a lot of the people I talk to are aware of what good sources of plant-based proteins are. So mm -hmm. thankfully that's under control. Um, and and I think, we're convinced we need like a million grams of protein a day and we just don't. We just don't. Yeah. It's, right. we're, we're good. Um, <laughs> unless you're tra like training for a, something or bodybuilding, like you're good, yeah, which I'm certainly not. I'm like proud of myself for doing a 10 minute yoga video at home. <laughs> Same. Um, Same. There are some nutrient gaps and following a vegan lifestyle is great. I mean, there are just so many health benefits associated with it. So I would never knock it. Um, you just run the risk of not taking in enough of certain nutrients. The ones that come to mind are vitamin B12, okay. um, iron, okay. calcium, and um, choline okay. are the top four that come to mind. And then possibly if you're not eating, if you're vegan, you're not eating fish, then um, an algae-based DHA would probably be a good idea as well. Algae-based DHA? So it's the fish oil, but it comes yeah. from the algae instead of actually eating the fish. And natalis. Huh has a uh -huh. on their website. They do because their, their DHA is vegan. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's super interesting. Um, and so do those like, like before you start an iron supplement. So I had to take an iron supplement when I was pregnant and I thought I was going to die because it can like wreak havoc on your stomach. I felt like someone was punching me in the stomach. So you, is it like you tell all your vegan folks to take an iron or do you look at their diet first or do you check iron levels or what do you do there? I would love if they could check their iron levels. I, mm -hmm. I never just generally recommend iron supplements to people. I, mm -hmm. I would love to see their labs. If they don't have mm -hmm. it, then I try and assess their diet and, um, see if it's needed and needed in which dose, you know, some might need just a little boost and some may mm -hmm. need a lot more. Obviously the more you give in supplement form, the more ick you're going to feel. Mm -hmm. So we try and minimize that. But um, yeah, that's one that you can have some downside to. So I don't blanket it to everybody, but the B12 uh -huh. is one that I feel like um, they benefit from chances are they're not getting enough. Mm -hmm. you're not really going to feel a lot of icky symptoms as long as you're not mega dosing in it. So I feel like that's one that if you're following a vegan lifestyle, that's one that you should be incorporating into your life. I wonder if there's like a vegan multivitamin that's like iron and B12 and yeah, like the top four focused on I, there's a multivitamin for everything. <laughs> I know. Right. What a, what, come on. What a dumb question. These people have thought of everything. There's nary a supplement that you can't find guys. Like for a 32 year old yoga teacher, there's probably a multivitamin for, Oh yeah. So, yeah. There, and there, and some of the multivitamins for vegans are great, you know, and they're mm -hmm. not, supplementing things that they don't need. They're really focused on the nutrients that they're probably deficient in. And that's mm -hmm. probably all they need. And then just like any diet, you want to eat a variety of foods and you want to focus on the more nutrient dense foods, you know, even 
vegan or non-vegan, you could still get sucked into the snacky, junky food. So you don't want to do that. No, we actually, it's funny you say that we were talking about that last night. Um, I, my, it's like so cliche. My husband and I watched Forks Over Knives, like whenever it came out, like 10 years ago and immediately we're like, oh, like I, I was like, we have to be vegan. Like, what are we doing? We can't like no meat no more. But it, and it's worse now than it was then. There are so many good, I mean, good tasting, not necessarily good for you, like meat and dairy substitutes now that actually really aren't healthy. They're just usually like an oil with maybe like a starch kind of mixed into some like goo and made like into a beef patty or like a fake cheese. But we were not eating nearly as many plants as vegans as we are now. Now, and that was our fault. Like you can, obviously we were doing it wrong, but it just found it. I just found it so interesting when I'm look, kind of looking back on it and, and knowing now, like my goal is just to eat as like most, as many plants at most meals as I can. Um, but yeah, so for, for us, it, it, yeah, it just was really easy to eat kind of less healthy and be, vegan for us. So we, we eat, you know, some meat and eggs, some, and anyway, lots of, lots of plants. That's what we do. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing for any diet. Yeah. Lots of plants. Um, so it's January. Are there, what, what do you feel like are your most, um, disappointing fad diets that you're seeing right now? (sighs) kind of put you on the spot. I know. I'm trying to think of like, I can't really think of any at this point that are like totally bonkers in my mind. I think we're finally getting to a point where we at least have some, I can validate a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I don't follow them, but I can like support. Um, Things like Whole30, which I know you're a little bit of I do. I, I like it for some reasons, but I think it is very restrictive. So oh, it's it makes no sense. Let's just put. Let's just say it. It, yeah. it makes no sense. I can't remember why the first time I did Whole Thirty, there was like a group of girls doing it, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it." And it was fun. We did it together. I mean, it, it's so restrictive. It it makes no sense. Like, why would I cut? beans and corn out of my diet. Yeah. Those are like I mean, a bunch of great quite makes sense that it's plants. cutting out foods that are very good. For great. You. Right. Um, but I do but think it, it opens people's eyes to how much sugar they're actually eating right. and they're drinking. So in that sense, it's good, but I just hate to cut out beans and you can't eat peanut butter and I love peanut butter. Right. Right. And it's good for you. Yeah. That's what it did for me, honestly, was I like, I had no idea that what there was sugar in, I mean, ketchup, everything, there's sugar in everything. And, and it took me to a place now where I found, first of all, I found a lot of plant-based kind of alternative things through whole 30 because you can't have dairy. Um, so you, you know, like our coffee creamer that we've used for years now is, um, we use nut pods because we found it that's unsweetened and it's non-dairy found it through whole 30, use it, you know, all year long. And, and you, you can't, you know, you, there's no grains, which I totally disagree with in like normal life situation, but you then have to use plants in order to be your vehicle for like your food and your, you know, if you make spaghetti sauce or whatever, it's got to go on like a plant. And so 
it kind of just helps me think outside the box instead of making things that are just easy to make over and over again, which are fine, but it, it just, I find myself eating more plants on whole 30, even than I do year round. Cause I just, you just don't have a choice. So all it is, is, you know, fruits, vegetables, and then, you know, like high quality meat. But anyway, so, I, but I, I totally agree when I posted about it the other day, I was like, listen, it is stupid. It makes no sense. And if it gives you anxiety and if it makes you feel bad or whatever, like don't do it. Yeah. I do it now because by the time January rolls around, I, I mean, to, I have no self-control like at holiday and Christmas time. I mean, zero, none. Like if there's a dessert around, like I'm going to eat it. If there's a drink around, I'm going to drink it. You know, like I'm going to have it and do all the things. So by the time January 1st comes, I feel gross. And I want, I like need to purge myself. I mean, it is so gross. And so that's why I'm like, I love Whole30 because I, I don't drink. I don't eat dessert every night, you know, for a month, but, but I also throw out some of the rules, you know, I mean, we went to dinner last night and I had a glass of wine. I hadn't in eight days, Yeah. but I'm not going to be like, Oh, I got to start over, you know? Yeah, no, 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 no. You already start over. And let's be real. I mean, this week's been a little stressful too. You know, we have yeah. to give everyone on whole 30, a little hall pass, I think. <laughs> but the real whole 30 years would say, no, you don't. And they have no. to start over. I know it's, you just, know, there's a big movement hard. now in the press. Thank goodness. Because I was also getting all these pitches. Okay. I'm a working mom with a little one at home in the middle of uh -huh. all this nonsense, COVID and I'm getting all these pitches. You're a dietitian. For dry January, and everyone I'm writing back, I'm like, F, try January this year. Can we, like, skip dry January this year? I'm not telling anyone if they need a glass of wine to skip the glass of wine. So they're doing, we're now doing damp January. So I'm doing jam, damp okay. January for January. I can fully get on board with that. Yes, and it's great. So I, I and my fellow damp, damp January people, we're having our drinks on the weekends, not crazy, like one glass on Saturday, one glass on Sunday, and during the week you're dry. So we're damp. We're not completely dry in January. I love that too. I mean, and we also, like, at what point are we going to start fully acknowledging alcohol is a carcinogen? I mean, we refuse to acknowledge it. We're talking, we're so focused on clean beauty and clean products, but like, there's the same women that I'm having a glass of wine with, you know, and are having a glass of wine every night. We know it is a proven studied fact that alcohol is a carcinogen. And yet it's so inconvenient for us to acknowledge that because we love it. You know, it's part of, it's ingrained in our society, but we're like, Ooh, but you know, I, but that makeup over there is really evil, you know? But well, like, I also think I found once you become a mom, it's like assumed, like mommy juice, you know, mm -hmm. like you meet another mom and it's just assumed. The mommy that wine culture. Yes. So, yeah. it, and you know, Very not real. to knock it, it's just something that I really observed that once I became a mom, it's just part of being a mom is you drink a lot. Yeah. And I found myself, especially during COVID, getting into a habit that I, new wasn't good. So enter damp January and it's, it's, it, it works, you know, you oh, can still totally. enjoy, but you're not getting in that habit of, overboard. Oh, it's almost five o'clock. Cause it's three o'clock. It's fine. And then everyone laughs. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, me too. And it's, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. I talk about the pandemic. We, so I, I drink more than my husband. He can take it or leave it a lot of the time because his, he gets migraines and we can't really get a great handle on it because he won't read the book. He won't read the book. Heal your headache. Zach, he will not read the book, Lauren, but he just drinks less. But during when the pandemic started, I mean, he was so stressed out. I mean, I had never, I've never really seen him like stress, but he was so stressed out. So he actually started drinking like at five or six o'clock. He'd be like, I, I, I gotta have a drink. Like I gotta have a drink, you know? And so we didn't have anywhere to go. We didn't have anything to do. I mean, we both, I was like, great, you know, yeah. some a drinking buddy. And I mean, we were taught, I say we really me. And he was like drinking like a normal person, which he normally doesn't do, but I then bumped it up a notch. And I think it was bad. We probably had more to drink in our, that last six months than maybe like, other than college. I don't know, but it was a lot. It, it was crazy. Yeah. It, I, we were the same way. My husband never drinks during the week and yeah, come five o'clock. He's like happy hour and you're sitting around home all day alone. That you're like, I'm yeah. in. Let's Something go. to look forward to. It's like the light yeah. at the end of the tunnel, man. So, well, no, I, I, I'm a big fan of this damp January just to break the cycle should we should probably be damp year-round but we'll see how long that that lasts yeah I'm trying to do damp year-round summertime is hard because there's just so much going on but maybe this year we'll still be in our little bubble I don't know um (sighs) but no you're right about you know trying to like organic everything and then you know even things like organic wine like I understand you're doing without like the pesticide residue and all that but it's still yeah we drink every night yeah yeah you know, now let's move on to the whole organic conversation that drives me a little nuts too, that this like holier than thou, like, oh, well, my kids only eat organic sugar. Like it's still sugar. Still sugar. Still sugar. sugar. I know. I feel like we need to do episode two about food myths and organic versus not, which is a super controversial um, topic. And a lot of people that I really, really respect you know, the research that they've done and the work that they've done and, and there are differing opinions, you know, and it's, it's hard to know. I, I, you know, who is really your authority on that? That's tough, but what, yeah, what we should do in that. We'll do another episode on that. I'm in. I'm open. We'll do it Monday. (laughs) Free as a bird. Free as a doggum bird. Nowhere Um, until like two years from now. I'm here. Oh, don't say that. No, I'm going to, when I have my second vaccine, I'm going to, it's going to be like the roaring twenties. Like I can't, just, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it up. Um, well, Lauren, this has been so fun. Can you tell people where they can find you? Yes. Um, I go through phases of being very active on Instagram. So you might mm-hmm. hit me at a active, Same, active phase. Yeah. Yes. At um, Lauren loves nutrition. Mm-hmm. And um, my website is nutritionnowcounseling.com. And if you are a reader of outlets like Eating Well or Pop Sugar or Eat This, Not That, you may see me popping see up there. So I'm, I'm all over the place. Do you do online? Like, can you do an online nutrition consult? I can. I don't do it that often. And I really limit myself mm-hmm. to um, fertility and pregnancy support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I will do it. Maybe. Okay. 
All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Lauren Manneker. I love talking about food and nutrition. So, I mean, I just, I loved it. And we'll, de we definitely will. We will do a second episode. I don't think um, there's anybody that would say they don't want to hear that. It's, it's super fascinating. And this has been really fun. So as always, if you liked the podcast and if you want to keep hearing from qualified health professionals, um, getting the information that you really need, save, subscribe, share, tell your friends, um, and come see us on Instagram and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks guys. Bye. Thank you.